The Best in Class podcast is presented by Bill Curry Ford, Tampa's first family of Ford host. GM Sean Sullivan is the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru and the GM at Bill Curry Ford. You can ask for him anytime. He'll help you personally. Today, Sean is ranting big time about our beloved Buccaneers before doing his usual look around the NFL at rookies and young players and how they're performing. Enjoy. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. It's Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. I'm here with Grace. Say hi. Hi, guys. So, obviously, with everything going on in the holidays, I've missed some podcasts. I got the emails. I'm not traveling anymore, right, Grace? For the nope. rest? Okay. So, I, I will not miss another podcast for a few months, at least. I will do my best to stay on topic. Grace and I haven't figured out how to do this by phone. I, I actually prefer to do it in the studio, but I will do my very best. So thank you for the emails and the text messages. Everything is fine. I'm just a very busy man, especially with the, the new Bill Curry Ford coming. It's opening in six months, $28 million facility, state-of-the-art customer immersion experience. The giant returns in 2023. It's going to be outstanding. Please follow us at Bill Curry Ford Tampa, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Am I missing any? And Twitter. Yes, don't want to forget Twitter right now. It's in the news. Also, uh, please go to BillCurryFord.com. You can see there my concierge ordering service. You receive $500 just for ordering a car with no deposit necessary through Nikki. She's an amazing concierge. So that's a great program going on right now. We have the end of the year tax savings. So right now is the best time to buy a vehicle. Your vehicle is going to turn a year older very soon, January 1. So you're going to get the best value right now. And you're going to get your tax savings. So come uh, visit us anytime. I will come and talk football with you. You can ask for me directly. And you can come by and see the new construction. We have a half of our new building is up. So that's amazing. Our showroom is open, which is amazing. So lots of great things going on. So I got a lot of football to talk about. Uh, We're going to keep this to 30 minutes. This will be the the, the best 30 minutes of your uh, football life because we're going to get into it and we are not going to stop. So you guys ready? Strap in and let's go. Let's talk about the Bucs game uh, with the Browns. Obviously, the the Bucs have lost now to a terrible Pittsburgh Steelers team. Uh, We've lost to a terrible Carolina team. We've lost to a terrible Green Bay team. We have now lost to a terrible Browns team. I I just see a trend here. We play against terrible quarterbacks. We lost to P.J. Walker uh, for Carolina. We've now lost Brissett with the Browns. It's humiliating. We have Tom Brady, who is one of the fiercest competitors in the history of sports. And I don't think anybody would argue that with me, who literally came out and said that it's okay, uh, losing is okay as long as I get to play. Yeah, Tom. I don't know what's going on with you. That doesn't sound like you. You need to snap out of it. Don't let our losing culture like bleed into what you are doing because it sure sounds to me like we're rubbing off on you and that's a shame because that's not okay. It's not okay just to play a game, um, just to have, just to be out there. It's not enough. You have to win, right? Because that's what we want. We want to be winners. Todd Bowles has literally taken a Super Bowl team two years ago. We won a Super Bowl. We beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Last year, we made the playoffs, went to the second round on a, on a terrible defensive call. We should have went to the NFC Championship game and didn't. And we probably would have won our second Super Bowl. We have come into this year with a new head coach who has a 24-40 and 40 record as a head coach, who I like, by the way, and was so supportive of this opportunity as a fan, saying that he deserves this opportunity. Here we are, guys. We are 5-6, uh, and six, and... We have lost to some terrible, terrible teams, and I, at this point, now understanding that it wasn't a fluke that he went 24-40 and 40 with the Jets. He had a young quarterback in Sam Donald that he basically 
never grew under that um, issue. Unfortunately, he had to be traded to Carolina where he has his own situation there. You have Tom Brady, Todd, and you're coaching the team like a defensive team, like you are playing ball control. It's just awful. The whole thing. I don't want to get angry, Grease. I, you know, it's, it's after Thanksgiving. I had a wonderful time with my family. I'm just going to stay focused right now on football, right? Todd Bowles needs to step down as the head coach or be fired. And this has nothing to do with personally that I don't like Todd Bowles, but it's not fair to Jason Light because Jason Light has put together a team as a general manager. I'm a general manager. I understand you put the players in place. Todd Bowles has not done his job as a leader, and he has not done his job as a coach of this team. He came out and said in the offseason that I'm not going to tinker with the offense, that I'm going to, I'm going to call my defensive calls. Well, at this point, I don't think there's an NFL analyst in the world, anybody professional that would realize that Todd Bowles has not interfered. Not only has he interfered with this team's offense, he took it from one of the top offenses in the league, top scoring offense, number two in the league last year, to one of the worst offenses in the NFL. You are now throwing the, you, you actually threw the ball short and ran the ball 22 times, 22 plays in a row before you threw a ball over 15 yards down the field. 22 times in a row. And then I'm starting to think, what what is going on? Did Byron Leftwich, when he coached um, J- Jameis Winston, we had a no-risk-it biscuit deal where we're throwing down the field constantly. Then he, he throws for 5,000 yards. Then we get into Tom Brady. Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl with a top-ranked offense. And last year, we're top-ranked again in offense. The only denominator here is Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles has said, as a defensive head coach, I want to be more of a power running team. I want to control the ball more. I want to throw. I don't want to throw the downfield because I want to limit turnovers. The same thing why Jameis Winston's not starting in New Orleans because Dennis Allen doesn't want doesn't want the turnovers. What they don't understand is points win games. You have to score points to win games. Okay. And when you let a three and seven team, by the way, the Cleveland Browns are horrible, guys. They're horrible. You let them hang around all game long. You should have blown this team out in the third quarter. They would have had nothing to play for in the fourth quarter. And, oh, and by the way, Tristan Wirfs wouldn't be hurt, and neither would Antonio Winfield. So not only are your bad choices as a head coach, you've, you've absolutely tinkered with the offense and screwed it up. You, um, the idea of going from Bruce Arians, who, who was going to push it down your throat and, and outscore you and make you try to come back, and, and the difference is when you get a lead, you pass rush. That's how our store. That's how our team was built. You throw the ball down the field to these top receivers. Godwin nine of nine on, or eleven of eleven on targets. Rashard White nine of nine on targets. You, you know we're we're actually, you know we have talent on this team. It's we scored seventeen points against the Browns. By the way, the week prior they were going to fire the defensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns because their defense was so horrible uh, coming into this game. They did nothing. They did nothing to stop us. We threw five-yard curls. We had, we had, oh my gosh, we had one of the best receivers in history, in the, in the entire history of the league, by the way. And I was actually talking to Ira Kaufman. I actually believe that he leads the NFL, if not Antonio Brown, that he leads the NFL in, and I'm talking about Julio Jones, uh, in the most yards after catch in the history of the NFL, Right? We have him running three, four-yard routes. What are you doing? Why are you not stretching the field? I don't want to hear that Tom Brady doesn't have time to, to throw the ball. He had time in this game to throw the ball. We're not throwing the ball down the field. Oh, by the way, where's Kate Otten? 
You know where Kate Otten was, his snap count? They had him blocking. You know he's not a bad blocker, right? You know Keith can't block either. He's a fullback, okay? You have a fullback and a Cambrate and Kate Otten trying to block for you. That's not what you have him out there for, guys. They're not good blockers. O.J. Howard was a better blocker. Obviously, Gronk is a Hall of Fame blocker. We lost that. That's fine. Jason Light went out and got you. Kate Otten, who absolutely can stretch the field and is catching balls down the field, as you noticed, he create he creates a lot of space. Cam Brain had he can't get open anymore, guys. I mean, am I the only person seeing this? And these these small drag routes we're throwing behind the sticks every play. This is not the offense that it's been. And for someone to sit up on a podium and say, I'm not getting involved in the offense. This is Byron Leftwich's offense. And I'm not mad at Byron Leftwich. You want to know why? Because I don't think it's Byron Leftwich. He's not, he's not out there going, you know what? I'm going to change the patterns of my wide receivers. I'm going to change to a power running game, which, by the way, is ridiculous because we don't have the personnel to run this type of ball control offense. We don't have the personnel. It wasn't designed for this. It was designed to spread the field, to create, to get speed down the field, and to throw the ball 20, 25, 35 yards down the field. That's what it was designed to do. Not this rinky-dink, dink, 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 down the field. I mean, it's ridiculous to watch. It's insulting to all of the Bucks fans. I'm asking Todd Bowles as a man, please resign your position. Please resign. Because my question to everybody is, this team's going to win seven games, maybe eight games, right? If we do make the playoffs, it's because we backed into a bad division. Tom Brady's not staying next year, guys. I know that Jason Light came out, and by the way, this is not Jason Light's fault. Let me just tell you that right now. Jason Light has put the players on the field. This team has more talent than it had last year, and we're still and, and we're playing this bad because of coaching. This is all coaching. And let me tell you something about Tom Brady. He ain't coming back next year for this nonsense. He's not coming back to throw for five yards, 4.6 yards a throw in the NFL. I mean, my goodness. I'm, look, look at the quarterbacks that played yesterday. Mike White for the Jets threw the ball down the field all day, all game long. There's a reason why we're not throwing the ball, guys, and it's because Todd Bowles does not – he wants ball control. He doesn't want turnovers. He doesn't want us to throw the ball down the field. He literally was at a press, a press conference when he said, I, I didn't want to score points because I, I don't have a problem going to overtime and letting my defense do their job. Your defense is tired, Todd. You literally had a 22% third down conversion percentage. 22%. Your guys are tired. I read an article on Joe Buck's fan about why our top players aren't out there at the end of the game. You want to know why? Because they're dead. They're dead, Todd. They're dead. That's why. Their legs are done. You want to know? Because we can't keep the we can't score points and we can't move the ball with Tom Brady. If you can't head coach Tom Brady, this is the Tony Dungy conversation. Tony Dungy was fired by the Bucks because he didn't win and he wouldn't allow the offense to play. Right? At the end of the day, that's what it was. They brought an offensive coach in who won the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. That's No one's arguing that point. What did Tony Dungy learn? He went to play with Peyton Manning. And you know what he said? I evolved as a head coach. I allowed the offense to outscore people. And I adjusted my defense to rush the passer once we got the lead. Tony Dungy got it. Okay? He figured it out. He's like, I have Peyton Manning. We're going to win a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl. Todd Bowles has not figured out. That's Tom Brady. We're in number 12. You don't need to do what you're doing. You know what you do? You go up to Tom and you say, hey, can you get me 31 points this game against a terrible Browns? 
Absolutely, Todd, not a problem. I'll get you 31 points. Give me the ball. What do we do? We go out there and we fake a fourth and two, and then we take a penalty to take us out of field goal range. We, we don't manage the clock properly because on the first down, we didn't get enough plays. You have Tom Brady as your quarterback, Todd. If you don't know who he is, look him up. He has won more games than any quarterback in NFL history in the last minute of a game. More than any other quarterback. What do we do? We have Byron Leftwich on the sideline who forgot to cover his mouth on that fourth down play and is going, no, 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 to Tom Brady so he doesn't hike the ball. What do you think that told the Cleveland Browns when you're yelling, no, no, no? It means you're not hiking it, right? You cover your mouth and you don't yell across a field to defenders. They knew what was coming. It was, it's, it's just the whole thing is terrible. I'm asking the Glazers right now, I will take a few hours of my day to coach this team. I have no problem doing that for you. Put a headset on me. You know why? Because I know how to manage people. I manage 200 people. This company grosses $300 million a year. You want to know why? Because we know what we're doing. We actually put people in place and let allow them to do their job. And I don't interfere unless I'm needed. Grace, do I interfere unless I'm needed? Nope. No. You know why? Because I trust my people and I let them do their damn job. And that's what a head coach is. You're standing on the sideline, right? Your job is to manage the game. You don't have to call plays. You shouldn't be calling plays. You should be managing the football game. And guess what? You say, Byron, I need 31 points. And you go to, to Mr. Foote and you say, hey, I don't want to give up more than 17 points to, to, to Brissett when he has uh, – Amari uh, Cooper, he has a couple of weapons. This team hasn't played well, and their offensive line sucks. This is what I want to do. And then in the third quarter, if you're not up by 21 points, you take your headset off, and you go to your people, and you say, hey, guys. Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing? How you we need to win. What are you guys doing? Get off your ass and do your job. Right? That's what a manager does. That's what a coach does. You get in someone's face, and you say, hey, Tom, maybe – Maybe we need to score some points. How about hit? How about throw the ball down the field? What are you guys doing? Oh, well, we're trying to do... No, no. Score points, right? I got $500 million invested in this team. Score some points. You got a Hall of Fame wide receiver, another Hall of Fame wide receiver, a guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame. You got the best right tackle in football. You got, a, you got a great left tackle in football. I don't care about your interior line. You have a running back that caught with nine of nine catching the ball, who was over five yards a carry, who had two long runs. You gave him 14 touches, guys. That's not enough. You gave him 14 touches. And then you got Tom Brady, the GOAT, throwing for less than five yards a throw. It's embarrassing. You're embarrassing yourself. Please stop. Please look in the mirror and realize that you're the problem. You're the problem. And let me tell you something. I supported you from day one. There are so many detractors that didn't want Todd Bowles to be the head coach of this team. And I went on this podcast and I said, Todd Bowles deserves the opportunity. He deserves it. He learned what he, what he did from the Jets. My problem is he hasn't learned anything. He's coaching this team like he's coaching the Jets, like he has Sam Donald at quarterback. This defense does not need to win games every game for us. The offense can win games if you let them play. It's just embarrassing. You play not to lose. Playing not to lose has cost more people their jobs in the NFL than any other thing that I could possibly think of. Play not to lose. You play to win the game. This Cleveland Browns, 
The Carolina Panthers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, these people shouldn't have been in the game with us. We have so much. Jason Light has built in a, a team that is amazing talent-wise. We have great depth. I know. I mean, as, as fans, we consider and criticize, yeah, little positions. My goodness, we're at like our third or fourth defensive back, and they're still playing in the game. Jason Light has done his job, right? It's now time for the coaches to do their job, and this is embarrassing. This is what it used to be like. I'm not ready to go back. And let me tell you something. Tom Brady leaves at the end of this year, and Todd Bowles is still our head coach after a terrible season where he took a Super Bowl team, and he's the only difference maker. He's the only difference between th this, this team from last year to this year is Todd Bowles. And if this team doesn't make the playoffs or Atlanta pops over us and, and Tom Brady leaves and we're going to go into next season trying to draft a quarterback, do we trust Todd Bowles with a young quarterback when he can't win with the GOAT? Are you kidding me right now? He is a defensive coordinator. He is one of the best of all time, right? He needs to go back to being a defensive coordinator full time. Let somebody else put the headset on that knows what they're doing and how to manage a football game. We don't need Tony Dungy pre-Colts. We need Tony Dungy post-Colts. Because that Tony Dungy is one of the greatest coaches of all time. Because he knew to let his players play. The timeout thing, I'm not even getting into it. That was completely ridiculous and embarrassing. Time, Grace. 18 minutes. Okay. I've got to move on. Let's just talk about some rookies uh, for the Bucks. Rashard White uh, played his tail off. I, I, I read um, articles, you know, that I've had some people that say he had a great game. Somebody, he had a, over 107 yards from scrimmage, guys. He had 14 carries. He caught nine balls on nine targets. Um, he's not the problem, okay? Th that was definitely not an issue. We averaged, we had 20 carries in the game, 100 yards, five yard, almost five yards a carry as a team. You rush, you know, if you're rushing for five yards a carry in, in, a, in a football game and you have five sacks and no turnovers, uh, you should win the game. Godwin, 12 of 12 targets, 110 yards. That's fantastic. Rashard White, I just went over that with you. Um, Co'Keefe had the touchdown pass. I love Co'Keefe, but he's a fullback, not a tight end. But he's got great hands. I absolutely love that. Um, so I thought that was great. Uh, no Kate Otten for some reason. I looked at the snap count. He was in the games. We didn't throw the ball to him. I don't understand why, how Kim Brake got his job back when, when, when he was being outplayed by Kate Otten. I don't understand it as a passer. Uh, obviously, Gedeke was, was still out. Logan All had half a sack and a tackle, who was our second-round pick out of Houston. So uh, that's all I got on that, Grace. I, I don't, I, I, I'm all worked up right now. All right? So let's go to the Bills and the Lions game. Uh, I mean, it was one of the most watched games in the history of the NFL, the, the poor Lions. This is how you play, right? They love their head coach. They love him. One of the players literally said that he would die for him, Dan Campbell. They love him, and they fight, and they play with energy, and, and they are not as talented as the rest of the team. Rodrigo, the six-round pick out of Oklahoma, six tackles, four solo tackles, and a, and, a, and a pressure, played his ass off. Aiden Hutchinson uh, pressured the quarterback during this game. Kirby Joseph out of Illinois, their third-round draft pick, who's probably one of the best-playing rookie safeties, six tackles, three solo. The Lions have drafted well. Panay Sewell had a terrific game. The Lions have drafted so well with Amon St. Brown last year, nine receptions, 122 yards, and a, and a TD. Unbelievable drafting by the Lions. Jamison Williams out of Alabama, their other first-round draft pick, looks like he's going to play in Week 13, which would be really interesting. The Lions have two more first-round draft picks next year and two more after that. 
These guys are setting themselves up for success. Unfortunately, they lost in a field goal with 40 seconds left, 28 to 25, against a very good Bills team. So my heart goes out to the Lions. They have four wins, the Lions, and the Bucks have five wins with Tom Brady. Just so you know, Lions four wins, the Bucks five wins. It makes no sense. I just want to punch the screen. But congratulations to the Lions. Uh, even though they lost, they played a hell of a football game on Thanksgiving, and Dan Campbell has that team going in the right direction. There ain't nobody in football that doesn't believe the Lions are going in the right direction. And by the way, the, the Vegas had them winning four games. I said they were going to win eight games. They still have a chance to get to my to my prediction. Giants Cowboys, uh, Cowboys won 28 to 20 over the Giants. Takes the Cowboys to eight and three. Uh, Thibodeau, who was the first round draft pick out of Oregon for the Giants, uh, had a tackle in this game. Has not shown up the last three games for this team. He needs to get it going. He needs to put some pass rush out there. As far as the Cowboys go, the Cowboys drafted one of my favorite tight ends, Jake Ferguson. I talked about him uh, out of Minnesota. He had three catches, 57 yards, 20, 20 yards a catch. And Peyton Hendershot was a free agent out of Indiana. I love this guy. This is the guy that during, this, the, during the, um, the NFL uh, combine turned the, uh, the thing over when he was blocking. It was unbelievable. He, he turned the blocking shed right over. He was, pow. He is a strong man, I'll tell you that right now. He had a catch in this game and a touchdown, um, I mean, obviously, but he is a blocker. The, Buc the, the, Bucks. the Bucks didn't get blockers. The Cowboys got blockers. So that's one of the things that was really interesting. The Patriots and the Vikings, the Vikings won 33-26. to 26. Uh, Mac Jones, um, last year's uh, first-round draft pick out of Alabama, had his best game as, as, a, as a pro, 28-39, 382, and two TDs. It wasn't enough. Marcus Jones, um, their fourth-round draft pick, I'm talking about the Patriots, out of Houston, was a guy that I really liked because he was a kick returner, punt returner, averaged 46 yards a kick return uh, against the Vikings. Marcus Jones also, besides playing on special teams, is a, is a terrific defensive back. So the Vikings did well, but those are really the only guys I really want to go. There's nobody in the Vikings that I want to talk about. The Vikings are now 9-2 and two with their new head coach, with their rookie. He's got them going in the right direction. Bengals, Titans. Bengals 20, Titans 16. Bengals improved to 7 and 4. Titans are 7 and 4. This is a guy that we talked about in the Bucks draft, Cam Taylor Britt out of Nebraska. He was a second round pick of the uh, Bengals. Had eight tackles, seven solo tackles, two pass defense. Played extremely well. He's a very, very physical corner. Uh, plays the run extremely well. Comes up and hits you. If you guys watch this game and you watch King Henry, Cam Taylor Britt, hit him a couple times, what a collision. That's real football. Uh, Traylon Burks, the Titans' number one pick out of Arkansas, four catches, 70 yards. The last two games, he's really come into his own. He is their, definitely their number one target. So congratulations to Traylon Burks. Uh, moving on to the Texans and Dolphins. This was not a game. Uh, the Dolphins were, were up by 30 points in the maybe the first few minutes of the third quarter. The Dolphins improved to 8-3. Texans are 1-9. Lovey Smith should be fired. Everybody knows that. I don't have to get into a long thing about that. Tua, obviously, is, is, is playing better. 300 yards in a TD. This wasn't one of his better games, but he took some terrible hits in this game from the Texans. I just don't know how much longer that guy... That guy's just so little, and he's just getting hit so hard. I just don't know how much longer he can... He can handle it, especially with the concussions that he's had. Uh, Damian Pierce, Texans, uh, fourth-round draft pick out of Florida. Five carries, eight yards. He's really disappeared, guys, the last three or four weeks. I don't know if he hit a rookie wall or, or, or not, but he only got five carries. 
Texans got behind early. They didn't really run. Jalen Petrie, the second-round pick out of Oregon, uh, is at a, at safety. He's going to be a really big safety for the Texans. He's a very, very good player. Seven tackles, seven solo tackles. Miami just dominated the game. Bears-Jets. Jets won 31-10. With Again, I talked about Mike White earlier, 22 of 28 for 315 yards. Uh, if, if you guys are doing the math, you know, he's over 10 yards a throw, uh, whereas Brady's less than five yards a throw. That tells you everything you need to know about the offense. Um, the Jets improved to 7-4. and four. The Jets had my top, uh, my top draft. They got the number one defensive back in the NFL in Sauce Gardner. In the first round, he had three tackles, two pass defense, one solo tackle. Garrett Wilson, first-round draft pick out of Ohio State. Five catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. He's obviously a favorite of Mike White. What a fun game if you're a Jets fan to see these young players playing. It's a shame what happened to their other uh, second-round draft pick, um, Bryce you know, with that knee injury, but he's going he's gonna to pop back. Uh, Michael Carter, last year's fourth-round draft pick out of North Carolina, played okay. Um, he hasn't been a superstar, but he's getting the job done. Falcons, Commanders. Falcons are now 5-7. and seven. Guys, there's a chance that the Bucks could actually lose to the 49ers, which is a real possibility, and to the Saints on Monday night. And then the Falcons are going to move into first place and, and actually go to the playoffs with Marcus Mariota. If that doesn't tell the Glaziers to make a change, I, I, I don't know what would. I, 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 don't know, I don't know how to get through to somebody if you can't see what the writing on the wall. The Commanders improved uh, to 7-5. and five. They won this game 19-13. Uh, Tyler Algier, the BYU running back from the Falcons, fourth round, 11 carries, 54 yards, five yards of carrying a touchdown. He has been playing so well for the Falcons. Congratulations to him. Drake London, their first-round draft pick at a US, USC, two, two catches, 29 yards. Not his best game. It looks like he's still nursing that ankle injury. Arnold Abikate, the pass rusher out of Penn State, uh, two tackles, one solo tackle, three quarterback pressures. I think the Falcons really found somebody in him as a pass rusher. And then, of course, Brian Robinson Jr., the Alabama running back, third-round pick of the uh, Commanders, 18 carries, 105 yards, 5.8 yards a carry, and he, he, uh, he got shot three times. Um, and bounced back and is doing this. I told you I am now a super fan of Brian because of how he handled the situation with his carjacking. That's a real man, guys. And, and he, he toted that football. He doesn't have good speed. I don't think he has good vision, but he's tough. Broncos and Panthers, this is a game I watched every snap of. I can't get my time back on this. I felt like my life was, was coming to an end by the end of this game. Just so you know, my pulse probably dropped below where it was supposed to be for my heart to stop, but um, I was able to get it back going, so um, that's positive. Panthers won 23 to 10. Panthers are now four and eight. Broncos three and eight. Broncos have the worst offense right now in the history of the NFL at less than 14 points a game. Uh, Russell Wilson got into a fight with his uh, defensive tackles. You guys didn't see that on YouTube. It's really interesting. Uh, there's literally no rookies on either one of these teams that I want to talk about. Moving on, uh, Ravens, Jaguars. Jaguars won this game 28-27. to Their coach actually went for two to win the game, put the game in Trevor Lawrence's hands. Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick last year, number one overall out of Clemson, 29 of 37, 321 yards, nine yards of throw, three TDs, 129 quarterback ranking. Trevor Lawrence has now put back-to-back -back games of the best of his career. So here's a head coach that actually has his players playing better, and they're on the right track. Devin Lloyd, um, my number one linebacker of Utah, Still doing his thing with tackles. Trayvon Walker. Who's Trayvon Walker? Grace, do you even know who Trayvon Walker is? You don't, do you? No. Nobody does, right? He was the number one overall pick out of Georgia over Aiden Hutchinson. Still makes no sense. The guy had a tackle in the game. 
congratulations, you had a tackle. Uh, that was definitely worth the number one overall draft pick. Um, but again, the Jaguars are moving in the right direction. Congratulations to them uh, and their head coach. There's nobody in the Ravens that I want to talk about at the moment. Uh, my tight end out of Coastal Carolina was hurt for this game. So uh, moving on, Chargers-Cardinals. Uh, Chargers won this game on a last-minute drive from my boy Justin Herbert, um, who obviously was the first-round draft pick out of Oregon. I loved him. He was uh, they, Tua was actually selected over Herbert, which I'm, and, you know, I've talked about that till. Uh, 35 of 47, 274, three TDs. Uh, what an amazing game! The Cardinals are spiraling out of control at four and eight. Chargers are now six and five. Uh, really, no rookies to talk about in that game. Raiders and Seahawks. The Sea Chickens lost again. Makes my heart melt. This is like, this is like eating a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner, right? Is watching the Sea Chickens lose. They lost forty to thirty-four to a Raiders team, which has now won back-to-back games. There's now four and seven. Um, as far as rookies go, the Sea Chickens do have some terrific players in Kenneth Walker, out of Michigan State, which was their uh, second-round pick. Um, you know, he had an okay game. Uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, their fourth-round draft pick out of Cincinnati. Everybody knows I love Kobe Bryant. He was opposite Sauce Garner at Cincinnati. Uh, four tackles, two pass defense, plays extremely well. Tariq Woolen out of UTA, which was their um, fifth-round draft pick, who started every game for them, is getting talk in pub right now about being defensive player of the year. I don't see it, but he has four interceptions, one reception for a touchdown on the season. He did not have a good game in this game. He does get burned a lot. He takes a lot of chances, but he's big, physical, great speed. Um, he's going to be a, a really, really good player uh, for the Seahawks. Moving on, Rams, Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs blew the Rams out 26 to 10. This game wasn't close. Chiefs are now 9 and 2. Isaiah Pachinko uh, out of Rutgers, 22 carries, 69 yards, and a TD. He's obviously um, overtaken um, a CEH out of uh, LSU. So he's obviously taking his job. So that's really interesting uh, as far as uh, rookies go. Uh, but Pachinko, he runs with such fierceness and very physical players. So congratulations to him. He came out of nowhere, guys, and, and the Chiefs, and he's doing well with the Chiefs. The Rams have nobody that I want to talk to as rookies. And then, of course, the Saints uh, got blanked by the 49ers, 13-0. What a boring game. Game sucked. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, last year's uh, fourth-round draft pick out of Missouri, um, got hurt again. Seven carries, 35 yards. Guys, I don't, I don't know if this guy's going to be able to survive his injuries, uh, which is just unfortunate. The Saints don't, and obviously I'm not going to talk about any Saints rookies, but they all suck, except for Alave, which you know I love Alave. The Bucks are going to play this, the Saints team on Monday night. The Saints didn't score a point against the 49ers. They're going to come out really angry. And we're going to have Jonathan Wells starting at right tackle. So thanks to Todd Bowles' terrible management of a game, um, that's, what, that's how it comes out to be, when we're probably not going to have Antonio Winfield either. At, th- at this point, we just need to, to just hope that Brady decides to take over the game and do his thing and not worry about what Todd Bowles has to say or, or Byron Leftwich screaming, no, 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 you know, across a, a field of – during a game, which was which ridiculous. Tom, I don't know if you listen to this podcast. I hope you do. I know a lot of Buccaneers do because uh, they tell me and they have fun with it. And I, I hate being critical. But this, if this is your last few games with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's what I think it is, just go out lighting it up. Just give the city something to be proud of because the rest of it is just really bad to watch and very boring. And, it's, it's, and, and the players just seem to play with no heart. 
I would just like to see you scream at one player. And, and don't worry about the repercussions. Just get in somebody's face. Grab their face mask like Lou Holtz and go, ah! Win! Please, that would be great. Uh, thank you for listening to Best in Class. I'll see you guys next week on time. I will not miss another podcast. I hope you enjoyed your drive home. Go Bucks.